I only like their old stuff featuring J-Ho Groove and the lovely Just One Miss. We're the Oatmeal Conspiracy and this is the show that answers the question, is it hype or is it hate? We're going to leave you now and hand it over to J-Ho and Groove. Take it away, boys. Here we go. Yeah, go ahead. I stumble out of bed and shuffle through the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition and something else in the song. Get in the car and the traffic starts jumping. I get to work and I wish I was humping because <laughs> girls like me working nine to five. Working nine to five. Is what a way to make a living. <laughs> you might say that I... Am all taken and no giving. Whoa. Wouldn't it be all giving and no taking? Nah, I I said the part. She she talks about how the the job is all taking and no giving, I guess. That doesn't make sense. The job is all taking and no giving. People take from her and no giving. Isn't that what she gets paid for? You might think that I should deserve a fat promotion. Pretty uh, proud of yourself there, aren't you? Dolly Parton. <laughs> Isn't that Dolly? Dolly? Yeah, yeah it's Dolly I you, Parton. I thought you said Emily Parton. Emily Parton. Yeah, it's, it's her sister, Emily Parton. <laughs> it's her, it's, uh, uh, people say she's just a pair of tits. Oh. That's a, that, they took that song and they said, oh, we love what you're doing. We want to make a movie out of it. We're going to make a two-hour feature league film. Yeah, with Dolly Parton. Dolly. Dolly starring in it, and Dabney Coleman was the crusty boss. Dolly, we've got an idea for you. Listen up. You are a sweet southern woman working nine to five. Do you get it? Get it. The hook here is that women don't work. (laughs) People are going to flock to see this film just to see that. People go to the movies to escape, Dolly. To escape reality. And we want to show you working 9 to 5. Working 9 to 5. And driving to work. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) You're getting into it. (laughs) I draw up some storyboards. It's a real movie. You can put it on your Netflix. Yeah, I believe it. I think I've seen it or seen parts of it. In from Dolly Country, you probably seen it. It's probably it's probably on it's probably the Fox Saturday afternoon movie. <laughs> it's it's on the local access channel. That's what it is. Yeah. Everything Dolly's ever done just cycling through Gatlinburg. So this is episode forty six, nine to five. Yeah. And the reason it's nine to five is because I we're doing an early morning show. Working nine to five. It's it's nine. Actually, it's ten. I had to wake up at nine to do the show, and because Groove's got work to do today. Really? Yeah. That's how you're gonna put it. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, you know, I'm, I am sacrificing for the better of the show. But. You're right. No, you're right. Because, well, I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it. <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to it, you're going to tumble for the rest of the day and then go check some other websites while I'm going to go and spend the rest of the day in the library. And then I have to wake up at 3.30 in the morning to get to the airport. I have to go pick up random ass people and go to the airport, be there by 4.30 in the morning, fly down to Oxford fucking Mississippi. By the way, this is a little way on on the hype still out, okay? The professor, the faculty member that was supposed to go with us called me into his office at the end of last week and said, uh, yeah, my wife is due any day. Um with our second baby, so I'm not going to be going on this trip, <clears throat> and uh, and you are going to be in charge of all the travel, and also, there is a panel that I'm supposed to moderate on Thursday afternoon, and um, if you don't mind, I'd like you to go ahead and moderate that as well. That guy's not even married. <laughs> He's just lazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... So I've I've got I've really gotten the raw end of the deal here, and uh, I know something's gonna go wrong, and we're gonna have to. Everybody's gonna blame me. I'm gonna go crazy if some if anybody says a wrong word to me. I think over this the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday because something didn't happen the way it was supposed to happen. I'll, I'm gonna cut somebody. I'm taking a knife with me. Work <clears throat> nine two five. No, this it's, it's all, all taken and no giving. I still don't get that. Her job is taking. Her job is taking from her and not giving back to her. Okay, but that's what that's what a job does. Yeah, but she obviously doesn't isn't doesn't like a job. Her job is nine to five. A lot of people have to go to work at fucking eight and work till six thirty. Yeah, nine to five. Fuck you, Dolly. Call me. <laughs> um, yeah? Okay. What? Well, nothing. No, go for it. You'd still want her to call you? I don't know. She looks all right when she's on the Tonight Show stuff. I okay. mean, she she died back ten years ago, and they've rebuilt her, so. Yeah. She's like RoboCop. We can save her. Dead air. Well, what are you doing? I'm just waiting on you. Why aren't you kicking in? Oh, okay. Oh. Wait, no, you're driving. Wait on me. Okay. You're driving. No, I'm actually, I'm writing down my shit. <laughs> I knew you were. Before the show started, I was like, don't be writing down your shit and leaving me hanging. Oh, I, I won't do that. I've got it all in my head. Fuck. <laughs> Thank you. All right, here All we right. go. Well, you got some housekeeping. <laughs> um, I, I, the number one fan this week is uh, everybody who retweeted our shit last week. That was like four people. No, the, man. When we when we announced that anniversary show, there was like eight people that retweeted that. Really? Yeah, man. You didn't see it? Were you not paying attention to everybody was retweeting it and talking it and giving them their little comments and stuff? Nice. I mean, of course, it was the eight people that we called on the show, so they were all thinking of themselves. But well, you know, 
Hey, I want to give a shout out, a special shout out um, to Pantheon fan that we didn't talk to, Zell. Yeah, and, right. Why we didn't talk to? I guess he didn't send you his number or something. Right, he didn't send me his number. I'm pretty sure I sent him the email. I did send him the email. He didn't send me his number. Zell, I mean, he's still interacting with us and stuff. So, Zell, buddy, we didn't leave you out. We just didn't hear from you. So, call us. Well, I got, I got a special shout out myself. Oh, well. Eweezy. <laughs> That's another. I thought, I thought, I thought Ellison had fallen off the face of this earth. Yeah. Didn't listen to the show anymore. And he sends us that tweet saying, What's up? Yeah, E Weezy, E White, um, talking to us. And have you seen his Twitter icon? It's like a weird, it's like the Burger King mask or something, but it kind of looks like him. Yeah. It's weird, man. That kid's weird. Oh. He is. We need to get him on the show, man. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Allison, <laughs> I, I want you on the show. Oh, well, you didn't before. Oh, yes, I did. Uh, okay. You are full of shit. Oh. All right. Uh, You're full of shit. Well, we'll move on to number one hater. That's Joey Hall. That's me and Miss. Give me yeah. one hater this week. After, after the show last week, we thought Grib hung up and we started talking shit about him. And then he gets on and, oh, you, you didn't hang up the call. Talking shit about me. That's not. Indignant. That's not what I did. You did. I said next time, make sure before you talk shit about somebody, you sure they're you off hang the up phone. The call. Yeah, I don't. Want, I didn't sound like that. Little... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it was all true, but I we apologized. Oh, did you? Eventually, yeah, I did. I apologized. I don't remember you apologizing. Well, I'm sorry, Your Highness. No, I don't accept it. Okay, I know because you'd rather hold it over my head. Oh well, I might. Oh, you remember that time that you were talking shit about me? Well, you were talking shit about me, weren't you? I was talking truth about you. You weren't talking truth. I was. It was true. (laughs) It wasn't. It was exaggerated at best. Oh, he's such a bad person. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, hey, give us some money. I was looking at microphones. I was at the Best Buy yesterday looking at microphones and salivating. Like, Do people uh, still go to Best Buy? Yeah, I, I like to go in there. Really? You just go in there and just just put your hand down your pants or what? Just What's wrong with Best Buy? Suddenly you're I too mean, good to go to Best Buy? I just don't, I'm not in the market for, like, technology. I love technology. I got everything I need. Well, then don't go to Best Buy, I guess. I didn't got any money, so I can't buy anything at Best Buy, but we were just trying to kill some time yesterday, so we went to Best Buy. Best Buy. Um, Well, Best Buy has just, like, become a a despot since Circuit City left town. I bet. They've just, like, the price is just, like, you know those Walmart commercials where they they show the the prices rolling down. Yeah, the rollback guy, the smiley face. Yeah, they just flip over. Well, at Best Buy, they're flipping the other way. Yeah, <laughs> just flipping over the other way. There's like a little frowny face bounce around the store. By the time you take something up to the front counter, it's already rolled forward a couple more dollars. Yeah, 
just expensive. Friday face with the middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> How are these earbud headphones forty five dollars? Yeah. Well, sir, we have no competition anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? Did somebody say the shack? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Radio Shack. The They're shack. not a competition. Man, I, every once in a while I go into a Radio Shack because I foolish. It, there's one near my house, and so if I that's about the closest place I can get any kind of technology. So if I need a little part, like. I needed like a little part for a microphone one time or something. A couple. Of yeah, weeks. like a battery. That's the only thing that I would go in there for. Well, there was something I needed that would that should be like two dollars. It's like a I needed an adapter for my headphones. Yeah. And I roll in there, and first of all, you walk in there, and everybody in there is like, "Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you?" Like, <laughs> uh, well, I need a XYZ adapter for my blah 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 blah, and they're like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> I'm like, okay, well. I'll uh, help you and teach you about this, and the next time I walk in here, you can tell me where this part is. So I go over there, and it's like $18 or something for a $2 part. Yeah. Like, I just, like, I, it, the price is so high that I got angry. Yeah. Fuck this place! <laughs> Storming out. The shack. The shack. They've gone down to the shack, right? Nah, nah, it's Radio Shack again. They were trying to push that. It's like Pizza Hut going to the Just hut. Just like Pizza Hut, yeah. But I think they, I think they, they got rid of that about as soon as they adopted it, and everybody was like, "That's stupid." Hmm. Um. Well, let's get into it, man. All right. Um. So, so. Oh, out. one more piece of housekeeping. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You love doing that to me. <laughs> fucking cutting it off. Just cutting me off right there. Right before I'm about to just get into the show. Just, just shift the energy and then bring it back. That right there uh, is the moment. That right there is the moment where things like the uh, burning books situation gestates and like it's about to come to fruition. And if you'd have interrupted me when we were doing that show, we would have never talked about that. I think you do it on purpose. If I did interrupt you or if I didn't interrupt you? If you interrupted me like you just did on that show, it, that that moment would have passed. I would have oh lost it. Anyways, we've gotten three emails back for the CD club. And I want to I wanna get this going. If you like music and you're willing to uh, make a mixtape CD one month out of the year and receive a mixtape CD for 11 months out of the year, email us and uh, we'll put your name on the list for the CD club. We'll, we'll obviously need a PO box or something for your address and we'll, we'll mail out the CDs. You know, I mean, whatever you get the idea. Fuck it. <laughs> um, Detail the process for us. Move on we'll the burn show. the CD and we'll put it in a package. Okay. We'll wrap it up. We'll put stamps on it. We're going to put it in a thing called the mailbox. The mail will bring it to your house. You can, do what, you can do what you want with it after that. That's, socialist. This is a socialist program. The Socialist CD Club. Wait a second. You put the mail in the mailbox and the government takes it to your house? What? What? I'm not okay. paying for that. 
I'm not paying. Well, you do pay for it with stamps. It's not socialist. Well, I can Anyways. use stamps as currency. Um, all right, so I got a couple things before we get into like the meat of the show. Okay. A couple little tidbits. First of all, this is one I've been kicking around for a long time, and I always forget to write it down. Yeah. But um, you know how on TV shows or or whatever yeah. when you know what's the deal with airplane food? What about ranch dressing? Um, now you know how on a TV show or something you got like the guy that like is playing the fucked up looking person, and I don't mean fucked up as in drunk. I mean like ugly. You know, like you got on the sitcom or like on the office or or whatever. It's like there, there's somebody who's like real weird and ugly looking. Yeah. And you're like, I think we touched on this once before, but we didn't really go into the depth of it. How do you, how do you like go about getting that job, and how do you have any self esteem left when you've gotten that job as an actor? I really don't. I mean, and do, the, do they do a casting call for like fucked up, weird looking people? If you're weird looking or ugly, come to our casting call because we need you for the show so we can mock you. <laughs> is this is this all coming from uh, this week's office? No, 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 not at all. No. I, I don't. There might have been an instance of it, but there was something I don't know. Something else I saw that the, the this week's episode of the office they just made fun of Kevin for Cookie Monster. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin's a pretty good example, I guess. They're like, we need a big, huge, weird dude with a strange haircut. And I mean, I guess a haircut, you could grow your hair like that. Well, some people but. could. The um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously these people got agents and they just want to act. I want to act. And they're w- willing to do whatever they can, but I just... You think they're like, well, I just, I don't want to get typecast. Yeah, well... The real weird looking, ugly dude. Uh, I'm pretty sure God typecast you. Yeah. When you look like this. I mean, do you think that they like embrace it and they're like, "Well, this is what I'm good at, being ugly, well, weird looking." You got to buy into it, man. I guess I wonder if any of them are in denial. They're like, "Well, it's just I'm just such a good actor." Hmm. I can play ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, ah. And you got, I mean, you got pretty actresses that uglify themselves for some roles, like Charlize Theron. They don't do it for roles. What do you mean? They do it for Oscars. For Oscars, yeah. It seems kind of unfair that all the ugly people in the world, that pretty people are having to play ugly people uh, on yeah. things like that. It's like, well, fuck. Yeah. You know, I played ugly guy number two on The Office, and you can't hire me for this lead role in this movie as ugly dude? I think the worst case of it was the... Uh... Men in Black, what Tony Shalhoub, Monk playing yeah. the uh, the alien behind the counter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they made him ugly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's usually hot, unless <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. Even his name, Shalhoub. Uh, so I had that. Um, the other thing is, I went to prom again. Ooh. This is a, mm-hmm. like we've been doing this show a year. Or so last year we did a show about uh, me going to prom as a chaperone. This is my third year going to the prom. My roommate's a teacher, and so she gets me to come and be the be one of the chaperones. And it was at the uh, it was at the aquarium in town. Really, this time, which it was two years ago, it was at the aquarium. Mm-hmm. Well, it, which is pretty cool mm-hmm. because and it's cool for the kids too because prom sounds like a great idea. 
I like time out because you just said, you know, I chaperone the prom. You've obviously got some responsibility there. Not and, really. And, Not really. Well, but you, you're like, oh, it's at the aquarium, which is cool, you know. Uh, and it's cool for the kids, too. Like, that was your second priority in going to the prom. Number one priority was you going to the aquarium for free. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what, what's the deal with that? What's wrong with that? Why do you need to call that out? What's the deal with airplane feed? I thought that went uh, without saying, yeah. Well. Uh, but, well, they, the kids... You know, the prom is, like, the biggest deal in the world to some of these kids. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, I can put it in perspective and be like, this is just one night. It's going to last a couple hours. You're going to leave and probably go get drunk or something. Yeah. But they all get to the prom, and then they realize, oh, uh, what do we do? We're just mm-hmm. kind of standing around. Some people want to dance a little bit. But at least with the aquarium, people are looking at the fish. Oh, look at what that giant snapper just did. You know, that's something for everybody there. Yeah, there. The funniest thing was all the fish are just fucking pissed, pissed off because of the loud music. <laughs> you can just tell it. Like there was, I, I went and walked around, and uh, there's the octopus tank, and they have this really big octopus, and that yeah. octopus, that was the angriest animal in the world. And I, ha- uh, it was like all curled up and just like sulking, like what the get these fucking people out of here. Oh my god. They uh they can hear, um they can feel the vibrations and stuff. Man, maybe they're getting their dance on. I don't think so. Maybe they think it's the end of the world. They probably are like shit. I don't I don't know, but that I know the octopus was pissed off. I, <laughs> I had visions of releasing the octopus and having to just attack people. You know, <laughs> just grow real big and. That you know, did you see that video this week that went. Viral? I hate saying that. That's stupid. Viral. That video that went viral uh, of the octopus stealing that guy's underwater camera. Yeah, yeah. I forget who I saw that from, but oh, I, mean, I saw it from Sean Elliott, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I watched that one, and then I fell down the rabbit hole of watching octopus videos. Yeah. And there's one where like this little this guy's feeding this little baby octopus, and um. There's a, another thing, like a squid comes up, but a squid's just kind of hanging there in the background, and you can't see it, and it's camouflaged, and all of a sudden it just eats the octopus and flies away. <laughs> and then you can hear, the guy's got like a microphone in his, uh, in his mask, and he's like, oh my god! Oh my god! You won't believe what I just saw! The octopus, this, it's a cuttlefish, a cuttlefish. Yeah. Which does not look very cuddly. <laughs> I guess it's cuddle with a T, but um, it's just kind of hanging there. And if you look at the video again, you can tell it's there, but it looks like a piece of seaweed. And it yeah. just grabs this octopus and just eats it and gone. <laughs> Rides off into the distance. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and just the guy gets scared and stuff. It's, it's kind of shocking, but yeah, so the problem at the aquarium, nothing to... Uh, did they have the same DJ? No, no. This guy was a lot better. He wasn't like the center of attention either. He was kind of to the side and just kind of mm-hmm. playing the music, you know. But mm-hmm. it was it was all right. And they had pretty good food. And I just basically stand around, don't do anything, and then and look at the fish. So um, there was that. And um, oh, uh, a couple of the chaperones got turned away for being inappropriately dressed. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. Were they were they teachers or they were they I think they were college students. They had they had hired they had like uh gotten a sorority to help out or something for their service hours, I guess. Oh my and god. Apparently a couple of the girls showed up with dresses that were way too short and I think they wound up getting kicked out of their sorority for it or something. Hmm. But that was about the only excitement of the night. Mackenzie and I went out to eat on Saturday night and uh we're trying out a new restaurant, and and there was several uh, prom prom goers going out for their dinner beforehand. Yeah, which made me, and you know, that's a big deal is going out to dinner at the nice restaurant before you go to prom. And for the life of me, I cannot remember where I ate before prom anywhere, any time yeah. I went to prom. Well, the, the um this this school they provide food at the prom because they don't want the kids to go out because. They want the kids to show up at like when the prom starts and stay until it ends. Yeah. And so they say, you know, don't go out to eat because it's going to take you three hours to eat when you're taking 20 people to the restaurant. So yeah. just come here, and you know, so they they do they kind of do it all at the prom with this one. Well, they had... What was funny is Mackenzie and I were we were out to eat and we see these prom people right, and so we start talking about it because we went to the same school. But we never went to the prom together, and because yeah. it would have nothing to do with me, and we, uh, she tells me like I was like ah oh, I can't remember I remember you know I was like talking about senior prom whatever and I was like trying to remember where I went to eat because I, I was like I, I could remember who I went with there was four of us we we did we didn't go out with a big group it was just like a double date kind of thing which was real awkward because the girl that I was taking to prom we had broken up. Like in the first half of the school year or whatever, yeah. and um, and she, during our breakup, she was like, "You're still taking me to prom," <laughs> which was awkward because by the time the end of the school year rolled around, she and I were hardly talking, and you know, it was not a good breakup. Yeah. But um, so it was kind of awkward, and I put that mildly. But Mackenzie was like, "Oh wait, you didn't, you didn't go out." Apparently, like half the fucking grade went out to eat together, only we weren't invited. She's like, really? I just assumed you were there because there were like 30 people there, which was almost half of the grade. I mean, our grade was only like 100 people. You find, you find this out later. It's like on the, um, there's one of the seasons of the real world. There's this guy that like found out that in, that his high school friends had uh, have a running bet as to whether he's gay or not. Oh. so he started calling people from his high school and being like, hey, did you hear this? And they're like, yeah, you're not gay? Oh, shit, I lost 20 bucks. Yeah. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Later. That, did you wear your uh, Air Force Ones? I didn't this year, but I did wear some other stylish sneakers, and that that's, uh, that's, that's the hype now is like the kids wear the sneakers with the tuxedo right now. Which is probably it. Probably just goes in and out of style, you know. Yeah. Right now, they you know they're wearing the Chuck Taylors with the tuxedo. Mm. So. so you went to the hipster prom. Well, there were some hipsters there. There's a little bit of old. So it was I kinda, if, I don't, if you can get a tuxedo with tight fitting pants. I don't. I, th- I imagine they do have skinny skinny tuxedos. I thought. Th- I didn't tell you. I went out to do the uh, tux fitting thing. Yeah. For the wedding and. Mackenzie went with me, and she uh, 
the guy was like running through the options for the tuxedo, and he was like, "Now with the pants, we can get a straight front or a pleated front." Now I got to be honest with you, the straight front it's a little bit tighter fitting, and Mackenzie broke out into laughter because of what happened at Delaney's wedding. <laughs> Which I think I think we've talked about it on the podcast, maybe. I don't know if you did. We our fr- Uncle Jeb's wedding. Uh, we all got the same. It wasn't tuxedos, but we all got the same khaki he, pants. Yeah, he called us and he was like buying the khaki pants, and he was like, "Tell me your waist size, your pants size, whatever," because I'm going to go ahead and buy these, and you guys can just put them on for the wedding. <laughs> and grooves were dangerously tight when he got them. <laughs> dangerously <laughs> tight. I. I made a mistake on my waist size, and uh, in fact, when I told Delaney, I said, oh, I'm, you know, 36, and he kind of giggled on the phone, and he goes, <laughs> he, he's like, uh, are you sure about that? <laughs> I can hear him saying that. And, and, and so, of course, I just dug in deeper, you know. Of course. Like, uh, yes, I am, and it turns out I was, you know. To put it in perspective, I'm a 33, 34. Oh. And you're, I would say say you're several pant sizes larger than me. (laughs) Let's just be honest about it. That's not different body types. (laughs) But it was so tight. Those pants were so tight that we were all afraid the button was going to pop off and hurt someone. Well, it wasn't just that, though. There was a moose knuckle, too. (laughs) And they were they were pulling up in the back. They were all up in your butt and stuff. Oh, it was just a bad situation. But it was for us. Needless to say, I kept my jacket buttoned for most of the night. I did not dance. I was scared to dance because I was scared they'd rip on the dance floor. I was gonna. T- I was gonna tell you that I hoped you get. I was. I was gonna tell you. I'm not. I'm not wearing any pleated pants. We got. I got. Ones? I got the pleated. Oh. Pleat is more comfortable, so man. So stylish, though. I'm not trying to get get stylish on my well, wedding. Well, that's why. I, that's the only reason I'm in a wedding. Yeah, well. Get some glamour you, shots done. <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're go- I'm going all black, man. Black cummerbund, black bow tie. Yeah, I'm wearing black makeup, too. Yeah, you're going to be eyeliner guy, from, like the guy from Lost? Yeah. I'm going to dress like the guy. crow. <laughs> Every night I burn. Every night I scream your name. Ooh. Hey, your uh, mic is a little hot. Pull it right. out of whatever orifice it's in, just a little bit. All right, we're just good. a little bit. All I right. did. You, you're just buzzing a little bit, and now your now your levels are off. I'm sure. In Speaking the of your levels are off, the the best the best illustration to date in my opinion, came from Clave. We didn't even know about it. Miss popped it on us uh, on the show notes uh, Miss, from the one-year anniversary. Yeah, Miss Miss had it. She she commissioned it so that it would be a surprise for us. Mm-hmm. And we need we definitely need to blow that up. we got to get that in the Twitter stream and stuff because it is That's really That's the background cool. on my computer. Yeah, it's really good, as, you know, as all of Clave's illustrations are good, but it's really good, and it says that your levels are still off. Yeah, happy one-year anniversary. Grumpy. Yeah, it's got us frowning, looking at a cupcake with one candle on it. It says your levels are still off. I like yeah. it. It's really good. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, let's move into uh, the thing that we were going to talk about 30 minutes ago. All right, relationships. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> the, um, uh, the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> practice? We're talking about practice? Practice? Um, yeah, so the NBA playoffs is going on, and it's one of our things, I guess, that we talk about the NBA playoffs. If you've listened to, I only like their old stuff for the past year, that's about all you're ever going to get. We're just going to repeat every topic that we've talked this about. Is like, the problems come back around, and now the playoffs have come back around. So we're going to, yep. we're repeating ourselves. But um, yeah, what you got about the, hit us with the series right now first. You know the different series? Uh, you want to do that since you've got the list up? I've got it in my head, but I'm scared to try I'm to do it. I'm pulling it up right now. Hold on a second. Okay. I got, We're gonna, uh, we'll start out with the one series that I haven't watched a single moment of, and that's the Mavericks versus the Spurs, the battle for Texas. All right. You, uh, you yeah. can talk about that because I haven't watched it. Mavericks versus the Spurs, uh, one of the best uniforms in basketball, the Spurs, versus sure. one of the worst, the Mavericks. The Mavericks have the worst mascot, too. It's just a shitty horse. Like, what is a, you know... Well, whatever. It's Sarah Palin is their, uh, yeah, is their mascot. But um, it, it, I watched that. It's pretty exciting, man. Because the thing that makes it exciting is they sh- they always show shots of you know the owner of the Mavericks is Mark Cuban. You know who he is? Yeah, he's a real yeah. famous, you know, very hands on owner, and he's just he's... indignant the whole time. He's just furious. Mm-hmm. He wears like you know tight t shirts so and show off his guns. He's America. He's... he's America's Simon Cowell. Yeah, he kind of is, and he's he is. he's over there sulking on the sidelines and just getting enraged at the refs and stuff. So I've actually like I've watched more of that series than I have the other ones. Really? Uh, just because it's it seems to have been on most when I've been watching it. But um, yeah, but dude, there's some weird fucking looking dudes in the NBA right now. <laughs> I, I bet the guys that you know I used to, when I was following it in the '90s, there were some kind of handsome dudes, you know. <laughs> some handsome dudes in the NBA. Now it's just weirdos, man. Yeah. Tim Duncan, that guy's got a weird face. He really does. I don't he know where his really beard, does. his his hair is like taking over his face. <laughs> like, a... He's like one of those wolf men, the people with like the wolf man disease or whatever. Yeah. It just like, he's got a weird face, man. There's a couple guys on that Spurs team. They're weird. Um, N- Not to mention Dirk. Oh, Dirk. Which... Yeah. By the way, last a little update for Zell, I guess, because he asked about it on Twitter. Uh, I've gotten to the point now where at least one night a week I I go to bed and I can't fall asleep because all the bullshit starts running through my head, you know, yeah. of like responsibilities and stuff. And Mackenzie's already asleep and I just can't fall asleep. And once the idea pops in my mind, I try to resist it for about 30 minutes, and then I finally just give in and come out to the couch, turn on the light, and uh, read the Bill Simmons book of basketball until I fall asleep. And last night, the last um, section I read was about Dirk. Uh, did Zell tweeted about the book of basketball? Yeah, he asked how the book was coming along. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, That's and good. I'm on – I mean, he's the last section of the book is him ranking all the players in his opinion. You know, the top top 100 players. Oh right, yeah. The NBA so, and and Dirk is number like 37, I think. Yeah. 
And um, so I finally, I didn't finish Dirk's section. I fell asleep in the middle of it. But I actually kind of like Dirk. All right, I read an article about him, and he seems like a pretty cool person. Um, yeah, by cool I mean not cool. He seems like a <laughs> nerdy person, but um, he seems like a fairly likable guy. Um, but he's they're getting crushed by the Spurs. So, and I didn't think that that would happen. Um. Yeah. Well. I, I don't know, but you know, you can't count is, the Spurs out. They're like this dynasty that nobody ever talks about. You know, yeah, they've, they've been in the playoffs so many years and won tons of titles. And in case you don't know, in case you haven't listened to last year's NBA roundup, playoffs roundup, uh, we're we're talking about the NBA, but really we don't know much about the NBA or basketball. So. I'm more concerned with the aesthetics of it. The logos, the mascots, the colors, and how weird the players look. That's that's about that. And I'm really interested in, in listening to other people's opinions about the NBA and then betting on what they say and losing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't fall into that trap this year yet. Yet, yeah. I, I put money into the online betting account or whatever and i made that first bet on oklahoma city first los angeles and it was such a sure thing it was a sure thing 100 percent done lock yeah and I, I griefed joey for not betting on yeah, it oh you're not betting on I, this i got my mom i got my mom to bet on it and i fucking lost <laughs> and so i haven't made another bet yet because i haven't been able to watch enough i also like the idea that i can watch enough of a series and then think that i know enough to bet on the like the last game of the series, and um, and so I'm hoping that like next round I'll watch like every game of one series and then bet on like game five or game six. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm saving my money so that I can lose it later. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I don't want to lose all my money at the beginning. So you can make a more informed guess and still lose. <laughs> so I can act a little bit more pissed off when I do lose the money, saying, yeah. "Oh." They didn't do what I wanted them to do. Hey, one more thing about the Spurs series. Uh, you know Manu, Manu Ginobili? Mm-hmm. I, that's, he's one of my favorite players now. Mm-hmm. That's, he's the dude who caught the bat that was flying around and like, <laughs> bit its head off and ate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that dude, he he got, had his nose broken. And he, if you've seen the dude, he's got a giant schnoz. He, it's hard, it would be hard not to break his nose in a game. But... He broke his nose, and then he went right back in the game and started driving to the basket. Manly. Yeah, Manly. I was I was having an argument with my sister on the phone last night when that happened. Yeah, and she said, "Well, what are you doing? Why, why, why? He's taping up his nose. This is ridiculous to watch." I was like, "What are you talking? This is that's the epitome of like why you watch the game." Yeah, that's heart right there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Heart everybody knows. <laughs> uh, all right, so, so let's let's jump. You ready to jump to another one? Yeah, the most irrelevant of all matchups, which would be the Atlanta Hawks, fuck you, Bird, and the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks, which is really just, uh, you know, Brandon. Also, but, so uniforms. Also, two teams with uh, my, in my opinion, awful uniforms. You like the Hawks uniforms, but I no, I like the Bucks uniforms. They're green and they're like they're green and they're horrible green. They're like green and maroon. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're two colors that you wouldn't find together naturally. 
Yeah, I always get them confused with the Timberwolves because they're from one of those fucking states I don't care about. You know that I yeah, get Minnesota- part of the union. <laughs> they, yeah, like Minnesota. Uh, that's a town. No, that's the state. <laughs> okay. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Um, you it, sure Minnesota? I realize that with the Hawks, I, I don't like red, white, and blue uniforms. Yeah. That maybe that's my anti-patriotism or something, but I don't wow. like those colors together. I don't know These what it is. These colors don't run. They don't run, and maybe that's why I don't like them. Um, yeah, so that one, I hadn't watched a lick of that. Well, Atlanta's, you know, Atlanta's doing well. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. If they're going to come out of that series. The Bucks lost their center right before the playoffs. And so they're kind of they're, they're playing without their one of their main tools on the team. So not the saying team he's of the playoffs cool. this year is getting hurt. Yeah, speaking of teams that uh, have, have have had to go into their farm league, their middle school basketball team, uh, the Utah Jazz versus the Denver Nuggets. And despite the fact that the Utah Jazz are playing with like three people on the court, they're still whipping the shit out of the Nugs. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I, I didn't expect that. I kind of wanted uh, the Nuggets to win, you know, win one for the old ball coach. Um, not Steve Spurrier, but. Which, by the way, in the book of basketball, job. last night I was reading, and Bill Simmons goes on this rant about how George Carl is one of the most overrated coaches in the NBA. And I was reading it, and I thought about writing a little note because to you, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you the book afterwards, but I didn't have a pen on me. Because um, I haven't been writing that many notes, and I was like, oh, he's going to think I didn't actually finish the book. Yeah. So I was going to write a little book, uh, a little note to prove it, and, and wonder if, if Bill Simmons has gone back and now feels bad about writing that. He recants it. Oh, he keeps saying he's going to change stuff for the paperback version. So. Yeah. Um, I would. I want to see them win, though. I like that they, strange cast of characters on the Nuggets, too. You know, Chauncey. Chauncey. Chauncey's weird looking. That uh, Birdman is weird looking. Yeah, I, I don't know. They were my, you know, the darling team last year because they, I mean, because Birdman had that story and it gave the horrible interview about how he used to do drugs and yeah. clean. Now he's like, because I want to prove to people. Birdman. <laughs> yeah, so, but this year it's just meh. Yeah, that, hey, the Jazz got some weirdos too. That Carlos Boozer, he's got a giant face, too. Giant he, face. Really, he is so weird. Didn't he play for Duke, too? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. He looks like he looks like he should be an accountant or something. It's weird, man. It's just weird. But uh, I, I, uniforms, I like both of those teams' uniforms. All right, you know. So. Yeah, sure. The, I used to place. love the Jazz uh, – John Stockton and Carl Malone is like I think is the best tandem in basketball ever. Mm. Um, and I used to love watching those those guys play back in the nineties or whatever. And they were a lot of fun on NBA Jam. You they they you could crush everybody with John Stockton and Carl Malone on NBA Jam. In case you haven't noticed, Joey only, only likes the NBA's older stuff. Well, I mean, we've gone over this before. I, I watched it as a kid, and then there was a period a period of about eight to ten years that, like, I missed the whole I, I, Allen Iverson era of basketball. I realized that. I missed that whole time. Mm-hmm. 
right about the time he came in the league, and it's not because of Allen Iverson I missed it, but right about the time watched, he came in the league, I stopped watching it, and then now he's leave, left the league, and I'm watching it again. Have you watched? Did you watch the thirty for thirty? The the Allen Iverson. Oh uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. It made me pissed at my mom for calling him a thug. Uh, you know, when I was younger and like, I didn't, obviously I didn't know about the trial, you know, cause I was yeah. a kid. It was like 93, 91, you know? And, um, I don't know. I mean, it was a, it was a great 30 for 30. And, um, and I was like, man, this kid got a raw end of the deal in my opinion, you know, on, on what happened when he was 17 years old. And, um, yeah, I, I never really liked him because I always saw the, you know, me, myself, and Iverson side of him or whatever. Yeah. And he, and he actually, he was one of the things that, like, made me go, like, oh, man, I don't want to watch this this league of selfish guys. Well, that was um, like, but, yeah, that was like Vince Carter, Marcus Camby time, too. Yeah, but the, but watching that that special, um, that documentary, it gave me a, a much better appreciation of him. I actually was like, man, I, I kind of root for this guy. Yeah. He, you know, and, you know, it's no doubt that he's a great basketball player. So, Moving right along to another matchup. You pick one. Um, how about what, uh, are, what are the other irrelevant ones that nobody cares about or, or really knows about that doesn't follow the NBA? Well, there's Chicago versus uh, Orlando. I mean, not Chicago. Uh, no. Charlotte versus Orlando. Char- Charlotte versus Orlando, yeah. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure Chicago's playing Cleveland. Yeah, um, I mean, which the Magic, you know, they they got a chance to win it all, I guess. I mean, they got a pretty good team. They were in the finals last year. They're coached by Wario from Mario and Luigi fame. Um, <laughs> and uh, But the Bobcats, it, hideous uniforms. Yeah. Hideous They're first time in the playoffs, though. Yeah, so you kind of like, yeah. <laughs> they're they're our local they're our local team. Yeah. So good. For, I hope they they're talking about changing the name because you know the guy that owned it was named Bob and that's why he named them the Bobcats. Mm-hmm. Which is stupid. <laughs> and so now Michael Jordan owns it, and so hopefully they're going to be calling you know changing the name to the Jordans or something. <laughs> yeah, the J- Jordan Dogs. The Jumpmans. <laughs> Uh, we'll yeah, see how it goes. Uh, orange and blue uniforms, hideous, and uh, their mascot looks like uh, I, it looks like a like a you know how you put your hand on a piece of paper and draw a turkey. <laughs> looks kind of like that turned sideways and made into a bobcat. That's what their logo is. So. Yeah. Uh, next, and we got Chicago versus the Cavs. LeBron. LeBron. King James. LeBron and Shaq. Shaq was running around the other day. I hadn't seen that man run in years. He He's usually excited. Walk, he walks from one. He just stays at one end of the court. He chooses one end of the court these days and just stays there usually. So He's been doing all right in the playoffs, man. He, he came back in the first game. He hadn't played in a while because he had some injury that old people get. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited. LeBron James put up a great game. Yeah. Uh, what? yesterday, and so did Dwayne Wade. Let's go ahead and, and talk about both of these series at the same time, because these are the two most so the other one's Miami series. versus Boston. The Heat versus the Celts. Yeah. And the one thing about the Celtics is that everybody wrote them off before the playoffs even started. They are an old team. 
a broke down team. And yet they're the only team. Well, as of yesterday, they were the only team that was still three and zero. They lost yesterday's game because Dwayne Wade turned into Michael Jordan and put up, which he often does. Yeah, but he hadn't done it yet this series. Yeah, and everybody's like, "Well, he's the best player in the series, so you can't count him out." And the Celtics are old, but the Celtics have been playing basketball. Yeah, they they're crushing, and you you just see that they're like. Paul Pierce got that like uh, game-ending shot the other day. Yeah, um, and uh, it, you know you can just see that Paul Pierce is like, "Yeah, fuck y'all." <laughs> yeah, how about us now? What do you think now? Um, but in Paul I, Pierce, you know, I, I make no mistake that Paul Pierce is probably my favorite player um, in the league right now, just because he's such weird faces and also is such a good actor when he gets hurt. He did, did. So did you hear about, I don't even know who the fuck the guy on the heat is. Is it Richardson? It's Richardson that uh, quote unquote has beef with Paul Pierce. Yeah. And when Paul Pierce got knocked down or whatever, and Kevin Garnett came over to check on him and, and Richardson, he elbowed Richardson, got suspended for the game, whatever, whatever. And then Richardson comes out the next day in an interview and says that, like, both Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett act one way during the game. And then he said they both need to get Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that he came over to, like, talk shit to Paul Pierce and uh, Kevin Garnett just elbowed him in the face. <laughs> well. Get out of here. It's, it's, you know, who the fuck are you? I'm Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, the truth, is on the ground. So get out of here. Well, it's kind of funny because they've got this whole, and, and it's, I don't know, I kind of get embarrassed for them when when any kind of teammates go and rush over to another teammate. That it's almost, I mean, like, I understand that part of it comes from, like, a pure, valid spot of, like, this is my teammate, but I have such little experience with team sports that, like, I could give a shit if my teammates hurt, or I could, you know, back in the day, like, you, you know, I, I always played individual sports, or the the element of it was so individual that like the team part of it kind of suffered. And uh, to watch these guys rush over there, I'm like, come on, you you don't really care. I mean, no, you, he you, was going over there to be like, hey, Paul, you want me to carry you off the court now, or are we going to do that next game? <laughs> yeah, so you can come out in the third quarter. To uh, <laughs> favorite moment <laughs> in sports is when Paul Pierce went out in that finals against the Lakers, and then and he was so hurt, and they were like, oh, he's out for the series in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a life-ending injury. Yeah. We don't know if he's even going to be able to make it home. About five minutes later, they carry him out on a fucking you know a chair, back out to the court on a throne, and he come, he's like, "I'm back! It's a miracle!" <laughs> yeah, oh so, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, but even last night or yesterday afternoon, Rondo took a bad fall. Yeah. After a layup, and Paul Pierce rushes over to him, and the ref's like, get the fuck out of here. He's pushing Paul Pierce away, and Paul Pierce is, is protesting, like, this is my teammate. But he even, I mean, he had his warm-up on. He did. He wasn't even, like, game ready. He had been sitting on the bench, and he's, like, rushing Paul, over there to coddle Rajon. Paul Rajon. Pierce runs over there and lays down on the ground next to him. <laughs> oh, I'm hurt, too. It's me. Don't. <laughs> he 
can't share the spotlight with him. That's my thing. <laughs> I'm the one who pretends that, that he's hurt. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, all right. So, well, the key. Uh, one thing about Chicago is that Joe Kim Noah is still fugly. Fuck, another weirdo, man. We need to have the, the list of the top ten weird-looking dudes in the NBA. Fucking weird. Uh, he's got this huge hair. Yeah. He's shaped like a triangle. He's, he's kind of big on the bottom and skinny on the top, and, like, he does not look like a basketball player. I, there was some video online of him. <laughs> oh, it's it's going to come up in my uh, what you've been surfing. You'll be able to check it out. But this website that I went to has <laughs> it's got this video of of Joe Kim dancing after they won the NCAA championships in Florida, and then it's got a, a, him mashed up dancing at some other point during the during the NBA season, and he dances like uh, like Will Rector. Yeah. Okay. And um, and the guy is saying like he's an oil prospector, and it's just got this video of him dancing, and it looks like he's an oil prospector. It's hilarious. Yeah. So I mean, whatever. We'll get to it. We'll put the link on the site. the The website's hilarious. So, anyways, moving right along. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, but you got to figure that the Cavs have got about as good a chance as any to to win the whole thing. They um, they're one of, definitely one of the contenders. Well, I, the best the, I, I I'm really looking forward to the series if another you know uh kind of the rematch of Orlando Cleveland yeah to see that happening and but, um, the Cavs jerseys are still ugly but their throwbacks are kind of cool mm-hmm. um and yeah, should just stick with the throwbacks and make them the the reboots yeah definitely um and we got Portland versus Phoenix mm-hmm. And Fe- I thought Phoenix was going to be the hot team of the playoffs. Uh, they're the not team of the playoffs. <laughs> they're struggling. They're not looking good at all. They just kind of peaked. And uh, the the Portland, they're asking fans to come out out of the stands to play for them because all their players are hurt. Well, they had their guy come back in in the fourth quarter last game. Yeah, and his like he's he's like using crutches <laughs> on the court, and they, he's beating the the Suns. So. Yeah, not good. Um, well, you can't, you know, poor, uh, what's his, I've just forgotten his Steve name. Nash. Steve Nash. Yeah. He's a great offensive player. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure. And now I haven't played basketball, but I'm pretty sure I could have a better defensive game than he can. I don't know, man. I've seen him get some pretty crazy steals before. He can't, he can't play defense. Right. He well, yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't rebound a lot, I don't think, but he can. He, can. <laughs> he doesn't rebound because he comes up to everybody else's waist. Yeah, but he gets because he's so short, he gets in there and steals the ball from people sometimes. Mm. Pull some hamburger. I want to double check that. I've watched a lot more Suns games this year than you have. So, whoa, I have. That's whoa. the truth. I, I don't I'm... like you dis. I don't like you discrediting Steve Nash. Well, I know you don't. You Steve, you got some darlingism going on there. Well. Steve Nash Darlingism, his weird eyes. Well, we can't. He's, got he's one eyes. of the least weird dudes in the NBA. Weird you sure about that? I think so, yeah. And, I mean, that's not saying a whole lot. but Take a look at his haircut. Well, that's how they do it in Canada. <laughs> but he's not. He's in Phoenix. Well, he's in Canada. He's repping for uh, Vancouver 2010. <laughs> uh, so now up. we got uh, 
the last one is Oklahoma City versus the Lakers. So the defending champions versus the the youngest team in the NBA. The weird team that you're like, really? Oklahoma City has a team? Well, they Seattle doesn't have a team anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and now Oklahoma City has it. And it makes me feel – I watched both home games yeah. for Oklahoma City, and they, they tied up the series at 2-2. Now they're going back to L.A. tonight, you know, and hopefully they win in L.A. and they can come back home and finish the series. But that crowd – in Oklahoma City, I mean, it's obvious. There's, you know, there's nothing else to do in Oklahoma City. I'm assuming because every single person that lives in Oklahoma is at those basketball games. Yeah. And the sweet thing about it is that they've, uh, you know, the the head office put a T-shirt in every single chair. So the first night, every single person in the uh, in the crowd was wearing a blue shirt that said Oklahoma City Thunder, and then everyone on the next night was wearing a white T-shirt that said, like, NBA playoffs or something like that. So they've got some great unity going on in that crowd with, like, 109 decibels. Yeah. they awesome. do. And their team is exciting. I watched the game the other night, and they're just, like, young and just spry and just running around. and Literally running circles on the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, the Lakers are – I think the Lakers are going to win that series um, because I think they're just going to, you know – pull it together, but they there's been a couple of times they haven't looked that good, for sure. Yeah, I th- you know, I mean, they'll probably, what, they'll win tonight in L.A., Yeah, they'll come back and lose in Oklahoma City, and then they'll win in L.A. in Game 7. But the fact that they're going seven games in the first round makes me doubtful that they're going to make it. I mean, but who's going to beat them in the West? I don't know. I don't know because I, I thought the Spurs I, might be able. I mean, the uh, the Suns might be able to do it, and I don't know. They're not going to do it, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I. I mean, you, it's hard to go against the champion, you know. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's exciting like game, it. but hey, the 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 Thunder, the Oklahoma City Thunder. First of all, terrible name for a basketball team <laughs> because you can you can uh, graphically represent lightning. <laughs> can't really graphically represent thunder. You can't. I think that they should have it, their their logo should be the Days of Thunder logo, you know? <laughs> yeah, like that like eighties neon font. Their their bat their uniforms look just like they ought to just say basketball on them. <laughs> the Oklahoma City basketball team, because they're just like these like generic uniforms with a basketball on the jersey. Yeah. As if you didn't know it was a basketball jersey, there's a basketball on the jersey. Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. The, uh, Kevin Durant never ceases to amaze me. Not because he's so good, but because he looks like he shouldn't be playing basketball at all. Yeah. He looks like he should be, like, fencing or something. Yeah. His arms are about the size of toothpicks. Yeah. And his legs are even smaller. than He looks so fragile. Yeah. But yet he he's you know he won the scoring title. It's pretty amazing. <clears throat> it is amazing. now. You better go on record here and t- and say what you what you said last night. I think You're that hogwash. I said that I think in a couple years. I don't know. I said that overall, I think Kevin Durant's going to have a better career than LeBron. You said Kevin Durant will have a better career than LeBron James. Uh, yep. 
And if anything is proof that neither of us knows what we're talking about, it's the fact that Joey Hall just said Kevin Durant's going to have a better career than LeBron. Mark my words. I will mark him. Where's the rings, LeBron? Where's the rings? Where's the, well, wait, easy now because Kevin Durant ain't going to win no rings. Oh, not you don't Oklahoma think so? City. Well, not, not at Oklahoma City. They're gonna, they're, they, they've got like good draft picks this year. They're going to be owning for the next couple of years. They're going to break up that team. After next year, they're going to break up the team. How do you listen to you? Oh, you got some phone. inside information, huh? I do. I've been talking to the Durantula. The, the what? The Durantula. Did you come up with that name? No. The Durantula? That's all. That's, that's, that's awful. the name. That's, that's, that's what he's being called. That's, that's stupid. That's, Nobody's what? calling him that. You're calling him that. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't. Do you. Oh. Durantula. All right. So are we done with basketball now? Get Durantula. That's that's two guys not knowing much about basketball watching some playoffs. And uh, if you don't like basketball, you probably shouldn't listen to that segment, but now it's over, so <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Um, all right. So now we're getting into the questions. You ready? Yeah, Durantula. Durantula. That's awful. Um, what do you listen to? Uh, Citizen Cope. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't know why. Well, I I've been putting music back on this new computer, little bit by little bit, and I only had like five CDs on the iPod, and I was like, and one of them was Citizen Cope yeah. so, because I've just been going through the CD case. I was like, let me check it out. What like, you done here is put yourself between a bullet and a target, and it won't be long before yep. <laughs> throwing yourself away. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, I. But it's inspired he, me to go out and get he, the uh, his new CD. He he teeters on the edge of being really mockable, but he he's not bad. I mean, you can. There's times where I'm like, oh, really? But he, he you know, he's pretty good. I like him all right. Yeah. Um. So that's that's what I've been listening to. What have you been listening to? I've been listening to uh. The cunning linguists. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, this, what? Why don't you like the cunning linguists? Uh, they're all right. Go ahead. What? They're all right. You never listened to them. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Cunning linguists, which I think is the greatest. That, mostly I listen to it because I think it's the greatest name for a band or group or whatever of all time. Because they're rappers. And so you've yeah. got so you've got the linguists, cunning, and, and, and apparently cunning linguists, cunning cunning linguists is uh, another uh, <laughs> has another meaning, of some sort. Double entendre. Yeah, but uh, my favorite uh, my favorite song by them is this song called Linguistics. And I figured you should you should like that song since you're a linguist. I don't think I've heard that song. You haven't heard that? I don't think so. What it what? Give me a, give me uh, it's a sample. It's got like a, it's got like a string sample. Yeah, it. yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Stuff. Do they, do they talk about linguistics? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you, you can't. What you've been listening to it or not? I have been listening to it, but I but haven't. Don't really know what they're talking about. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they're like, they're not name checking your favorite like linguistic professors <laughs> or anything. They're not addressing the uh, the rift in linguistics between formalists 
and uh, non-formalists, the armchair linguists, if you will, versus those that do applied or sociolinguistics? Yeah, I don't think that's part of the song. Not getting into it. Huh, interesting. You would think with a song called Linguistics. Keeping it a little lighter than that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm listening to Common Linguists, and uh, that's that's it. What's the hype? The hype is, um, number one, Domino's Pizza. Oh, my God. Did you like it? You had it the other day. Dude, that's my hype. Is it your hype? That's my hype. <laughs> I just thought about it. It wasn't my main hype, and then I thought about it. Um, so I was at the girlfriend's the other night, and she was like, I really wanted to get some pizza. And we usually get Pizza Hut pizza when I'm at her house. But she was like, you want to try something else this time? And I was like, sure. That Domino's sounds like it's supposed to be, because Domino's has relaunched their pizza. Which I didn't think it was that bad before, but they said it was awful before. <laughs> Domino said, "Oh, our pizza was awful. Now we've realized it's not. It's a lot less shitty now." Yeah. And so uh, we got some of that, and it's delicious. The crust is delicious. The sauce is delicious. It's delicious. It is delicious. So it is delicious. Hit that up. Um, yeah. My other hype was uh, Thirty for Thirty, which is the we talked about it earlier, but the ESPN series of short documentaries on sports subjects from the last 30 years. And that, that whole series has been really fun to watch. There's some cool subjects in that. What's, so. what's been your favorite so far? Man, um, I don't know. The, the AI one was pretty darn good. Um, the USFL one was pretty good, too, actually. I think it might be my favorite. Yeah. The U.S. Football League documentary, Who Killed the USFL? Because they, uh, they they interviewed Donald Trump and he's a real asshole in it. And I don't know. It's kind of he was behind the USFL, wasn't he? Uh, he came into it and basically ruined it for everybody. I thought the NFL ruined it. Well, no, he he pushed to move it to go head to head against the NFL. Yeah. And because they did that, if they'd have stayed in the spring, which is when they were doing it, they probably would have been fine. But he tried to make it grow too fast because he wanted to get into the NFL. He wanted the NFL to buy them. And so he just kind of ruined it and moved on to other things. But it's funny because Burt Reynolds is involved in it too. Really? And so you got Burt Reynolds talking shit about about Donald Trump. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's pretty good. I'd like to check that out. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that one's pretty good. And The the Lynn Bias one is good too about the famous. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, my hype's Domino, so. Yeah. Um, I got nothing else. <laughs> What's not the hype? Not the hype, and this is kind of contradictory to my hype, is uh, ESPN. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Uh, they've been pissing me off lately. God, they've gotten real shitty real quick, and I guess I've just noticed it more now. Like, I think I just gave them a pass before. I love PTI. I love, um,. I love the morning show that they do. Um, what is it called? First down first, or whatever. First take. I love first. that. Like the, the the cast on there and stuff is like the, the sportscasters, they aren't like the boom shakalaka. <laughs> you know, they aren't the catchphrase type guys. Booyah. Yeah. Sports Center has become just this husk, this like just thing that's like, oh, remember when we used to have funny catchphrases? Well, here we are performing funny catchphrases. <laughs> And it's just kind of awful. Um, and there's just a lot of bad shit about ESPN. And they 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 don't. I don't really think they have much integrity anymore. Yeah. Because they're not very transparent in what they report on anymore. 
And um, the worst thing, the thing that put me over the edge was that they, they televised the, the NFL draft the other night. And are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. I, I, I watched a little bit of that, and they had way too many pundits on it. And they had um, they were like all talking over each other. And the one guy, Mel Kuyper, who's supposed to be their draft expert, they nobody would let him talk. And it was kind of like it's his show. And the you know Boomer, um, what's his yeah. name? Chris Berman. Chris Berman. Woo! Yeah. Wow! That's all he does anymore. Wow! And uh, <laughs> he he's just like fucking just just did a triple axle over the shark. He's just fucking backflipped over the shark long ago and he's just fucking annoying and he was the head of it and it was just a fucking train wreck they were just like it was the worst like coverage of any news event i've ever seen and plus first of all it's fucking ridiculous to cover the draft anyway i only watched a few minutes of it yeah just to see where some of the big picks went but oh they were just awful at it i'm just like seriously this is what you got for me espn get that shit off the screen fire chris Berman, he's shitty. Boomer's picks. Yeah, he all he uh, he just likes to hear himself talk. Yeah, go do a fucking TGI Fridays commercial or whatever you do. <laughs> what's your ES? What's your thing about ESPN? Same shit. Well, that it, but it's almost like um, <laughs> I hate to make this analogy because it's not that bad, but it's it looks like it's headed in that direction where like ESPN. Versus ESPN two is yeah. similar to ten years ago MTV versus MTV two. Yeah, where it began, like MTV started doing things that weren't really about its primary purpose, and MTV two started playing music videos. Yeah, and it's like ESPN two. I know that I'm going to either see a game or I'm going to see a news program about the wrap up of the games. But if I turn over to ESPN, I'm either going to watch some, you know, television show. Or I'm going to see Sports Center, which is not as good as ESPN News. Yeah, it's not as good anymore. And like, I think the 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 very beginning of it for me was when um, <clears throat> was when Michael Vick was getting out of prison. Yeah, and they were just standing there on the lawn. They had like three days of talking about Michael Vick getting out yeah. of prison, and then they, you know, you could see them on the lawn of Michael Vick's house waiting for him to get home. But in the background, you can see, like, all the local news shows there, too. And it's like, you have sunk that low to where you are calling this news when it's really not news at all. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not it's news. And it's not, it's not even sports news, really, either. Like, I'll, I'll care about where he goes to play and that kind of stuff. But I'm not, I don't care about seeing him come home from prison. You know, it's not, I'm not, I don't want to invade this guy's life like that. Sure, you know, I just... Well, the sports. I think that, that that mentality has just been completely expounded upon since the Tiger Woods thing happened and the TMZ, yeah. TMZ has launched their own sports thing and so now ESPN's like, oh, we got to do that too. Yeah, you don't. And, so yeah, and, now the, and the problem is because like, but on the other end, you know, you hope that ESPN gets the Olympics, you know, because when it comes to like a real sporting event, they're playing stuff live, you know, the, they're, they do, on the one hand, care about showing sporting events when they're happening, yeah. but on the other side, they're they're also yeah. I think they're trying to cater to the 
to the sensationalist audience where it's not, you don't have to fucking do that when you have a sports story, you know, because the, the, the thing about sports is that the story tells itself. You don't have to create some other bullshit about some guy getting out of prison. Well, that's why I like the the morning show because it, it's a basically a variety show, and it has they have really good coverage of stuff in little you know encapsulated bits that are, is like what you would like to get from Sports Center. They have yeah. debate on what's going on in sports, and then they have their like kind of puff pieces too. That some of them are interesting, some of them I just you know do something else while they're on, and so it's if a nice I'm mix. Watch if I'm watching a puff piece, I'm watching real sports. Right. Well, I, I, I don't. I don't like outside the lines. No. Oh, that's so. It's just shitty. Like I don't want to see that. Um, but I, I feel like the door is open. I guess it could be said for MTV too. The door is kind of open for like, if someone was able to make a competing a a, a channel that would compete with ESPN. A sports yeah. channel. It now would be the time because you know get, go back to basics, be what ESPN used to be. But I, I guess there's just, you can't do that. There, it would take too much money. And so Jiga only likes their NBA's older stuff. He only likes ESPN's older stuff. Oh come on! Now. You two, you're sitting here complaining about ESPN. Oh, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> it's you. I'm just. Oh, I didn't say. Hey. Well, the last thing is the ESPN. All right, so TNT and ESPN both are are trading off the coverage of the playoffs. That, well, yeah, the, the, and this is what I originally wanted to talk about. Thank ESPN's you. coverage is awful. It's fucking horrible. And TNT's <laughs> is awesome. It's so good, and it's not just because of Charles Barkley. However, he is about ninety percent of it. Well, the whole that whole like studio crew is just awesome. Him and. Kenny the Jet Maine or whatever and uh yeah. Ernie they're they're all really funny. Their uh commentators are good and the ESPN I just get kind of sad when they're the only ones covering the playoffs. Yeah. The night that they cover the playoffs. It is a shame. They get some people on there that have no idea what they're talking about, but they can't help but talk the whole time. Yeah. It's like it's like they can't have any dead air. Just let let the game play out. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hype still out? Uh, let's see. Hype still, I don't have one. So mm. you go for it. I'm going to go buy that Dr. Dog CD. <laughs> you still talking about that? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to go buy the new one. Uh, okay. That, uh, that Mitchell was talking about. So we'll see. And I'm getting McKenzie a CD that she really wants. Um, but we saw them on Saturday Night Live, and I cannot believe that she likes that band, MGMT. Oh, yeah. I like them. Okay. I'm not sure there's anything redeeming about that band. Really? Did Mikey, you watch Mikey likes Night? them a lot. Well. So. Well. You know. I didn't watch it, no. He may like them a lot, but he ain't listening to them. Well. He, can, he can't listen to anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's listening to Lil Wayne on Pandora. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. What, did you watch Saturday Night Live this weekend or the weekend before? No. I did not. This past weekend, awesome weekend update. The weekend before, the entire show was awesome. You're yeah. really missing out. That was going to be my hype until I remember Domino's. Yeah, I'll catch up with it. Yeah. All right. Well, what have you been surfing? Uh, two things. The one is uh, <laughs> this one's almost like hype still out, but uh, this show called Hoarders. Yeah. Have you seen this show? 
No, I saw you tweeting about it. It's now. on TLC. Uh, I think it's on TLC. Apparently, there's two of them, but I don't know the difference. But it's a show called Hoarders about these people that hoard things, which is basically these people that, you know, you, you see stories about them every once in a while. The people that just, like, accumulate so much shit, it's a disorder. Yeah. And they, like, they can't get rid of anything, and their house is, like, you can't walk in their house. It's just, like, stuff is stacked up to the ceiling. In it. It's almost like what's Amy Poehler's character on Parkinson Rack. Yeah, yeah. Newspapers stacked everywhere, or they collect one certain thing. Some of them are like collect animals, which is really disgusting. Yeah. Um, you know, like crazy cat lady. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot. Most of it is just people that buy too much shit, and you just see it, and they're like, "Wow, how does you, how do you get like that?" But the bad thing is, is I watch it, and I'm like getting nervous because I'm like, I'm a real cluttery person. Yeah. And and I'm like watching that. I'm like, oh my god, I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarder. Burn everything. Burn everything. Take. Care. I'm taking all my shit out in the yard. Setting it on fire. I'm like, and then you know, I'm like, oh my god, you know, because I, I, you know, my room is a mess right now, and it often is a mess. And then I like come to my senses because I'm like, then they get to the part in the show where they're like, and John has made his children sleep in the yard because he's not willing to get rid of his sock collection. I'm like. <laughs> Oh well, that guy's an asshole. I'm not like that. <laughs> I would. I know where to draw the line. You know. Yeah. But it's a crazy show because you alternate between feeling really there. As a reality show, it's not very, not you know. There's always going to be a level of exploiting people. But yeah, it's not really very exploitative. They they honestly they bring in doctors to try to help the people. And of course, you know they're filming it and showing it, but they they bring in doctors. The it takes place over like a three day period. They bring in a doctor to help the person um, that comes in before the show and after the show is over, apparently. And they they bring a cleanup crew to the house and they say, "If you want us to help you clean up your house, we're going to do it for you." And you see these people, and some of their stories are real sad, and you feel kind of you feel bad for them because it's really a problem that they have. You know, it's not just like they just are lazy or something. Yeah. Um, but. Then you just get enraged with how fucking stupid they are sometimes. You know, where you're like, I don't know. It's just like, really? Like, you're going to give up your family for this shit? That's tough. And and so it's it's kind of, you got, you got a lot of emotions when you watch it. You like, you have to, you feel bad for the person, but then you're like, man, they're just being unreasonable. And then you're like, well, they have a problem. So, I don't know, but... You know, there's like, oh, well, John has stopped using his toilet and is just shitting in the middle of his living room. <laughs> like, holy shit, stop that. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Uh, what are you watching this on, Netflix? Um, they got a couple episodes on. If you go to Hulu and search for Hoarders, yeah. it'll take you to the, I think it's A&E maybe has it. Um, it'll take you to the A&E site, and yeah. they'll, they have a couple episodes on there. And then I've been catching some on like they've had some marathons and stuff and yeah, just some episodes online. But there's that, speaking of reality TV, I do need to say that this season of Survivor is awesome, and the last episode was the best episode of Survivor that has ever aired on television. Wow. Well, I, I'll probably catch catch up with all of it when it's done. I guess. <laughs> I haven't watched it's Survivor a, in a while, so it's a, this is the best season by far. Yeah. And and the last episode was fucking mind-blowing. It was so good. And it's a shame that I'm saying that, but it really was that good. 
it, it really was that good. You can get the whole season on iTunes, I think, for like 10 bucks after the season's over. I yeah. strongly recommend watching it. Papo, I, you know, I, when he came and visited, I got him to buy one season, and he, uh, and he has since gone back and purchased several other seasons to watch. Oh wow! This is a great show. I, mean, I watched like the first three episodes, three seasons, I think, four seasons, something like that, and I just kind of got away from it. But well, I mean, a lot of why this season's so good is because everybody's played before, yeah, um, and a couple people have played twice before yeah, this right. season. And um, but there's like there's just the the one guy that's on the show uh, is just uh, so delusional. And uh, he's like, I own this game. And the thing is, is like he really puts you off because he talks so much shit yeah. about how good he is. But then he gets shit done too, so he stays yeah. on the island. And Mackenzie absolutely hates him, and he is by far my favorite character. Yeah. And uh, I, I think he's getting voted out this next season, this next episode. Yeah, it's really going to lower my like willingness to watch the show. But it's it's good, man. It's really good. So, anyways. I've been surfing this website that hasn't been updated since February. Yeah. But it's really funny and it's it's straight up it's it's one of these, you know it's called the blowtorch.blogspot.com. Yeah. Okay, it's the blow and it's all about the NBA, but it's all just like jokes and pictures and stuff. Yeah. And um it's it's just really funny. It's this guy that I guess he writes for Yahoo Sports, but this is his you know, his little pet project website. And um, it's, you know, how you, you've you got the uh, various panels of pictures and people have typed in text, you know, to make, to say, like the lost comic that you sent me. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff where yeah. um, it's just, he's got a picture of Deron Williams um, during the All-Star game when he, he made a dunk and he slapped the backboard. Yeah. And he wrote on Deron Williams' hand, Darren Williams' hand, Carlos Boozer smells like fingers. <laughs> it's just bullshit like that. But it's, yeah. if you're getting hype about a playoffs, go to the Blowtorch and check out uh, what this guy has done with various pictures. It's funny. It's hype. I'm, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, that's where I got I got some. That's where I got the, the Joe Kim Noah oil prospecting. <laughs> yeah, I got to see that too. It's good. Um, that's so good. that's that. That's like, hey, uh, well, one other thing I've been watching, just to kind of uh, temper the the downer that is the hoarders show, uh, yeah. is uh, Tom goes to the mayor, which is this real fucked up cartoon from Adult Swim that was it's 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 been a couple years since it was on, but I've got the whole first two seasons of it, and it's just so fucking weird, man. But I love it. I, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know why I think this is funny, but I think it's funny. And I think you either love it or hate it, but it's it's just weird. Like, it's just this weird cartoon. Real you short like Charlie episode. Goes to Candy Mountain? Kind of like that, I guess, yeah. It's just kind of like these weird situations where it's just these two dudes that live in a town. One is the mayor and the other is this guy that, that has these crazy ideas. But the the mayor always seems to forget who this guy is, and so he has to like reintroduce himself every show. But they have a lot of guests on it. Like Zach Galifianakis has been on it, Jack Black has been on it, David Cross, a uh, bunch of comedians. So. Huh. But okay. Pretty funny. Really strange. What is it called? Tom goes to the mayor. Tom is it Tom Sibley? 
Yeah, Tom Sibley goes to the mayor. <laughs> um, now, have you seen that show, uh, Tim and Eric, Great Job, Awesome, or whatever show? Yeah, yeah. That Those are the guys that created this show. This was their first show, and that show is even more weird. Um, yeah, they're they're out there. Yeah, but I kind of like it. I Like, my girlfriend hates both those shows, but... Um, I think it's just kind of like... Have you seen the, the Zach Galifianakis Absolute commercials? Yeah, I think he, I have. He does them with Tim and Eric. And yeah, that's, uh, that's about the most I can tolerate uh, Tim and Eric. I'm kind of in, in Maria's camp when it comes to uh, Tim and Eric. I don't blame people not liking these shows because it truly is really polarizing, but... Um, you know, if you don't like it, I don't think you you don't understand comedy or anything. I just think it's funny because they're kind of weird. And, but yeah, right. It's one of those where I recognize that they're doing something here. I'm just yeah. not gonna buy into it. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so do we have a? Uh... Nope. No. <laughs> no grab bag. That's the grab bag this week. Is nope. We're about an hour and a half, and you got to go get stuff done. So we'll yeah, I do. Get out of here. All right. Well, thanks for listening to episode 46. You can check us out on IOLTOS.com, Twitter, at IOLTOS. Facebook's on our website. You can email us. I only like the old stuff at gmail.com. Be sure to email us if you're interested in the uh, CD club. Yeah. And Owen, Kevin put up on the site, he's got a poll for who should sit behind the desk. So if you want to vote in that, you can go over there. And I've only voted twice. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> You've only voted from every computer you can get your hands on. No, I voted twice. Because I, wa- I only voted the second time because I wanted to see what the polls were on the computer that I was on. Uh, uh, you got to vote to see the see the polls. Yeah. <laughs> these these assholes shouldn't be allowed on the internet, much less TV is in second place right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in first, that's second, and you're third. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm flattered. Yeah. I was Stanley's second choice behind Pat. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. In the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job for 